0: positive heads out there welcome back to today's episode of the brand spanking new daily podcast that dalian and i started last week hello dalian welcome to the show hola 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 amigo como estas (laughs) (laughs) how's your day going today so far doing wonderful yeah how's your day so far so magical we're actually on uh periscope again today oh let me put the link out there to the world real quick um hi everyone on periscope by the way Uh, hello all you periscopeians for those of you that are not familiar with periscope yet it is a new um it is a new uh app that allows you to live stream audio video it's pretty cool so hold on one second here Yeah. So uh, you guys can check us out. We just posted a link on, we'll be posting the link on Facebook every day. It's automatically posted to Twitter where you can see our live Periscope stream. So you can see us picking our nose behind the, you know, behind the mic. Uh, It just, it's pretty cool. It gives you a a behind the scenes view of anything in real time that people want to share. So uh, yeah, we're starting to use that tool. Um, Yeah. What's going on with you today, Dan? Anything exciting?
1: Oh, I've got an interesting bit of news that I'm going to share here with you in a minute. Okay. Um, Otherwise, it's a wonderful, sunny Southern California day again. Another day in paradise. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Uh Well, I have a cool story. I spent this morning with uh, a family friend uh, who I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, It's my mother's best friend's daughter. And uh, she came out to California from Pennsylvania and uh, had breakfast with her and my mother. And it was just really exciting to see someone who has she grew up in Amish country. So, you know, it's a different world completely. She's the sweetest girl. And, you know, it's just grown up in a, in a pretty sheltered environment and things like that. And she's venturing out she's actually following a band uh for a week across you know like three or four different shows the Mm -hmm. airborne toxic event i think and uh, it's just really cool to talk to her and see someone who's really had this i mean can you imagine growing up in amish country Uh, she's not amish or anything but that's what she was raised around you know and just very very sheltered kind of world and now she's trying to venture out starting to venture out and experience other things and other places and it's so cool seeing people Uh, from all walks of life that are just opening up. And she's, you know, of course, been raised uh, very, you know, uh, conservative views and religious and things like that. And, you know, when you can see and talk to these individuals that are having experiences like, oh, my gosh, like what have I been waiting for my whole life? Why have I been, you know, kind of living this sheltered sort of existence? And there's so much out there and not everyone's looking to harm me. And, you know, I'm meeting all these amazing people. And, you know, one of the things that I was saying to her is like, you know, I think Eleanor Roosevelt said it, do something every day that makes you uncomfortable, stretch your boundaries. And that's something that she's doing. And she's meet, she's met all these new, amazing friends and people she, she'll be in touch with for her life. And, you know, meanwhile, her, her mother back east is kind of concerned about her being out and adventuring, you know, and mm-hmm. it's very innocent adventuring. But it's just um, it's really exciting for me to just see people from all walks of life that seem to be kind of opening up and coming online and, you know, in her case, I think she's 28, she said, and she just had this, you know, kind of the same existence, you know, this working in a box, not, not really living life to the fullest. And now she's like, what have I been doing with my life? And it's a really interesting, uh, like I said, just a very interesting observation for me to see people, you know, uh, from all different walks of life that are kind of like all of a sudden their perspective uh, shift is happening And, uh, you know, they're experiencing things that they maybe in the past wouldn't have dreamed of stepping out and just coming cross country, following a band and ending up in California and meeting strangers and, you know, spending time, you know, completely out of your comfort zone. So I think it was uh, like I said, it was exciting for me to to see that.
1: That is a really cool bit of news there. And uh, what's um, I imagine is especially cool is that. I have the feeling some of the people listening to this podcast will be able to relate to what you just said in their own personal way. But the whole journey from uh, a rather small sort of world, you know, where everything's sort of self-contained, you know, you've lived, say, in the same place your whole life. You've known, you know, kind of the same small group of people most of your life, your family, close friends, etc. for that world to expand and open up in that way. I'd have to imagine that people listening to this podcast are experiencing, some people, of course, are experiencing something like that. I'd have to say that I am going through something much like that. And I relate completely to what you just said about, you know, living a sort of open life, you know, going with the flow, opening up to new experiences and sort of following, you know, going where life takes you. Yeah. I think it's it's something that,
0: and I've heard it explained before, of course, you know, we're on a spaceship hurtling. I love referring to it as spaceship Earth because that's really an accurate depiction of what's happening. And I've heard it said, you know, that we're entering a new region of space. When you c- consider you're you're traveling at this tremendous, I forget what the miles per hour is, you know, hundreds of thousands of miles per hour, you're t- hurtling through space, through, you know, this vast cosmos. And it, I've heard the, the idea put forth that, uh, we're entering a new region of space where the vibration is elevated. And of course, we're affected by everything, uh, you know, just like we know for a fact people are affected. You know, women are affected by the moon and we' it's all it's all affecting us. So if we're, as we're entering this new area of space, it's actually forcing the vibration cells to to vibrate at a higher uh frequency and as a result it's creating this you know sort of enlightening uh kind of thing that seems to be happening more and more from people all walks of life you know experiencing it and i, I just think that's an interesting way to consider sort of the awakening that i always talk about on the show you know because i'm fascinated as i see more and more people having a perspective ship and an opening you know and it's not always necessarily this deep profound spiritual thing just more becoming more open and more open-minded Um, You know, I can think of sitting there this morning, having the conversation with this uh, family friend and my mother there, who's very conservative. And I think of how much she's opened her mind in the last few years. It's like, you know, it's almost like anyone uh, there. No one's safe to this uh, expansion that's happening (laughs) across the planet. And that's a good that's a good thing. So, uh, so yeah, but I I really enjoy the the concept thinking, you know once again we're hurtling through space we're entering a new region of space and that is a physical movement a physical activity that's happening that's causing causing you know people to kind of like uh, react, their cells are are being affected by this new region of space. And, um, of course it's been predicted by all kinds of ancient cultures and you have, you know, the Mayans in 20 talked about 2012 and a lot of people thought it meant the end of an era, but actually it, you know, it's referring to, I believe and many others that it was a, a new era of, of awakening and an enlightenment on the planet. So it's, uh, it's excited, exciting to see, you know, and just within, you know, personal family type, uh, situations. Indeed. Indeed. So, you have a story that you want to share today. I do have a story, yes. Ah, this is going
1: to be the positive story of the day. And now, for your positive story of the day. So, this is being featured on the BBC website right now, Mm -hmm. and uh, it concerns the effectiveness of placebos. As you probably know, placebos are a um how shall we call it um a substitute for a medicine you could say Mm -hmm. that uh is not considered to be active right Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but that uh it it produces an effect in you regardless mimicking somehow the medicine so anyway um there's uh recent research that indicates that placebos at least here in the us are becoming apparently more effective versus real medicine. Uh, really? For, yes, for example, one uh, trial of uh, drugs for uh, treating neuropathic pain, uh, research led by Dr. Jeffrey Mogul at uh, McGill University in Montreal, found that the trend, I'm reading now from the article on the BBC site. Uh, this doctor found that the trend was being driven by studies conducted in the US. Okay. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's in uh, University of Montreal, So, but they're finding that Americans, seem to be getting better merely by taking part in studies these days. Okay, so people are signing up for trials of drugs, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're being given a, a drug that's, you know, being tested for, you know, to help treat pain, for example, and a certain subset of these people are being given a placebo. So some of these people are signing up to try a drug and they're actually trying nothing, right? Like a sugar pill, for right. example. But uh, recent research suggests that there, uh, the placebos are becoming almost as strong or effective as the drugs themselves. Wow! So there is a strong element of uh, the researchers somehow influencing the people who are participating in these studies. Oh, really? of, yeah, Yeah, uh, the article talks about a little bit, a little bit about that. How, uh, for example, Dr. Ted Kapchuk at Harvard Medical School uh, was giving migraine sufferers a drug. Or a placebo, and he found that uh, depending on how he was labeling the envelopes, if he wrote, of course, the name of the drug or the the word placebo, it had a high degree of influence on the people who were taking them, regardless of whether the label on the envelope was accurate or not. Wow! So there's a very strong uh, component of uh, expectation. Wow! Being, you know, what dictates how effective this is.
0: Wow! It goes back to one of you know. I instantly think of one of my favorite books, The Biology of Belief, and it's It's like you know what we're thinking is creating what's happening in any given moment, and I love to hear that placebos are becoming more effective because I've said before, jokingly and really, I'm not joking that much because I I believe it. I think we'll find out everything ultimately is a placebo. You're creating your reality with your thoughts, and when you have these studies that are proving that someone can be given a sugar pill and it's as effective as a pain reliever, um, that's just fascinating. It, It. It really should be empowering to people, I believe, to realize how much of your reality you're creating with your thoughts. And it goes down not just to pain and health and, you know, all those things, um, which I talk about a lot. I've I've said, you know, many times and you probably heard me say on the show, I don't believe in getting sick. I always say that. And as a result, what happens? I am sick so rarely. I haven't been in the hospital since the day I was born. And uh, so it's it's really, it's just something that I give a lot of energy to. And as a result that I'm manifesting my reality and it happens in so many small ways, not just big ways in life, but in small ways too. You know, another thing that I've gotten into the habit of is always joking saying, okay, you know, parking gods, give me a good spot. Whenever I get to a place that's really packed and there's not a lot of parking from the looks of things out on the outside. And I, without fail, will find a good spot. And now, you know, even my, my, Family members and stuff will laugh about it like I It works every time, you know. So it's one of those things. I encourage you to try it. Try believing something that stretches you beyond your comfort zone, and and really put some energy into it, and see see what kind of results you get. It 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 you know goes from a placebo. And with medicine, it goes for getting a parking spot. It goes for creating your job situation. I mean, just like one of those things. It's just more of the same stuff. And so that is an, an amazing piece of uh, news to, to hear because it just confirms. I love it when science is confirming, you know, any of these concepts that I'm I'm always talking about, because you, of course, have people that want to hear things from a scientific perspective. And I do, too. I get that. I, I totally respect that, you know. So when you can see and hear things like that, how do you explain that? How, you know, the, the, the you're the only way to explain it is you're creating your reality with your beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think you perfect sense to me.
1: Yeah. According to my model of reality, of course, I much like you see consciousness as being sort of the, um, ultimate reality you could say, right? Yeah. If everything boils down to bits of information that are stored everywhere, you could say, then. All of this is information that's encoded either in the cells, cells of your body, the molecules that make up your, you know, being really. Yeah. And um, I think that science is finding more and more that that information is stored in our bodies, that it can be accessed by ourselves and that it can be controlled, really shaped by us to the point where we can sort of rewrite our own genetic code, I think. Right. And
0: that's what the, yeah, that's what the biology belief basically shows Um that with your beliefs, you're turning genes on and off. We've always been taught that genes are these fixed things. Uh, like, oh, I get this from my mother or father, I nothing I can do about it. I'm a victim to these circumstances, and it's not how it actually works. We've been misinformed. You're literally turning genes off and on based off of the beliefs that you have. It's incredible. It really is. and, and it's really empowering when you realize how much it's all in your control. People think of how many people out there feel, um, disempowered and, and like a, a victim mentality. And as a result, they are, you know, so um, great story. Thank you for sharing. Um, I also like to touch on at least some little positive paranormal story because uh, or something that's kind of woo, woo, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because I geek out on that stuff all the time. Uh, how many of you guys have seen this uh, planet that they found? I think it's like, uh, I don't know. What is it? uh, uh f- 1500, I'm just looking it up there, 1500 light years away from Earth, uh, they found a uh, with the Kepler telescope. They kept noticing over several years that this uh, star is dimmed oddly, uh, essentially. And what they've realized, it's it's too substantial. The dimming, it's unlike anything they'd seen before or to be uh, caused by a planet crossing the star's face. Uh, so reach researchers say one of the you know, one of the possible explanations is a uh, you know well they say an enormous dust cloud was another that people talked about and they said that didn't really add up either uh so um one of the the big uh hypothesis is that it could be an alien civilization that's built huge structures uh and uh you know that's that are or a giant assortment of like orbiting solar panels is what one person said Um, so it's a really interesting it's been getting quite a bit of press it's an interesting concept i love uh, we talked a little bit about ufos for the first time and the thrive uh, documentary interview with uh, foster and kimberly gamble and i recommend you guys checking out that documentary if you haven't you can watch it free online but this is a topic that i find fascinating so it's really cool to see something physical that you know our scientists are seeing and saying hey we don't have an answer for this one potential is that it could be something artificial that's been created mm-hmm.
1: so. yeah i'm sure you've uh, talked about this briefly before in the 25 26 episodes we've done well 27 really but <laughs> and I counting to, yes i have to ask you though point blank right now mm-hmm. you do believe in the existence of extraterrestrial life oh my gosh of course like how could there be i know it's the most it's
0: the height of arrogance to think that in this vast cosmos that we could be the only you know possible thing now we you know nasa's come out and said yeah we know there's water on uh you know mars so that's one planet over it's like which is the building block of all life right water Mm -hmm. at least the type of life we understand yes um and so and meanwhile we know that there's you know, billions of Earth-like planets out there. So it's just, yeah, it's it's the height of arrogance to think that we would be the only, uh, you know, living thing that exists in this vast cosmos. I love the movie. I remember the movie Contact. Yes, that's a good one. Oh, uh, it's a classic. And they talk about, well, if we all are all, all are alone, it's a horrible waste of space. <laughs> and that, I think that's really really clever. It would be. I mean, what would be the point of of it all? You know, I, the universe is experiencing itself through intelligent life and we are, you know, that's what we are. There's there's got to be more. And then when you look at, you know, the proof that of the number of people from uh, military, you know, people to astronauts to pilots and in thrive in the interview with um, the gambles, I actually we talk about that and it's discussed in the documentary as well. I think it's like thirty five hundred people you know credible you know uh, pilots and military officials and something like that that they've that have come forward with you know um, their own experiences i mean it's like it's an incredible amount of uh, information out there on this stuff if you take a look at it it's pretty overwhelming that there is something going on that we've been visited there's things that are here now that we can't explain so i think it's just a matter of time until it's becomes common knowledge, as do many others.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I think we're at the point where, of course, I, I don't believe that things have to fall one way or the other, where you have to say, oh, I'm a believer or a skeptic 100% one way or the other. But right. I think it's it's already gotten to the point where you can use that old maxim, if you are a skeptic, then no amount of evidence will ever be enough. Right. And if you're a believer, then you already have all, all the evidence you need. Right. So.
0: Yeah, makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Well, um, let's see here. The next thing that I would like to do is uh, go over the positive pondering of the day. So this will be the ponder this. So what we do with these uh, positive ponderings, uh, we read off a quote, a favorite quote of someone, you know, maybe someone famous, maybe someone not that uh, either myself or Dalian here or one of our other writers uh, really appreciates. And then we give a ponder this breakdown. Break it down again. and today it is chris ponzi who is a writer uh for uh, PositiveHead.com. chris is a great friend of mine and uh you can actually check out his stuff he's let me make sure i got the right address it's ponzidream.co is his site and uh he's you know poet and writer and he does all kinds of amazing uh creative stuff so today's positive pondering is uh written by or the pondering um The breakdown is written by Chris Ponzi. The actual, uh, ponder this quote is Sigmund Freud and it goes before you diagnose yourself with depression or low self-esteem first, make sure that you are not in fact just surrounded by assholes. (laughs) 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 So, uh, thank you, Chris, for adding the first bit of, the first curse word to the positive head site. Um, well, um, so I'm going to read off his, uh, his ponder this breakdown his interpretation of what freud was talking about um here's his one sentence interpretation in our clinically diagnosed prescription happy culture we are quicker now than ever to give our often transient emotional states permanent diagnosis uh how perfect with by the way dan with what you uh came up with is the um is a perfect synchronicity of what you came up with is the the story of the day We're talking about diagnosing emotional states, right? Um, Okay, start over. In our clinically diagnosed prescription-happy culture, we are quicker now than ever to give our often transient emotional states permanent permanent diagnosis. But before we jump into syndrome land, let's take a step back and make sure we aren't just surrounding ourselves with people that make us feel bad about ourselves and our lives suck more. Um, Motivational speaker Jim Rohn famously once said that, We are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. Highly successful people have figured this out too, preferring to surround themselves with people who are smarter, more experienced, wiser, more creative, etc. than them because they know that just being around their energy will make them grow positively as a person. I myself prefer to only collaborate creatively with people whom are significantly more talented than me because I know it'll only make me and my work better. Likewise, if our close friends are extremely negative, cynical, unmotivated, the darkness overcomes the dawn kind of people, then we will undoubtedly uh, be affected by their energies and personalities. I have had the privilege of spending my life in a lot of diverse social circles circles with lots of different kinds of people with different ideological, moral, and lifestyle frameworks. It's not uncommon that I might spend one day or night with one group of friends, only to spend the next day with a group whose very essence is contradictory to the previous Within these social subgroups, there's undoubtedly a homogeneity, both good and bad, taking place. Like-minded people attract like-minded people, and that energy feeds into another. Yet, because we share commonalities with certain friends or co-workers that that bring us together, we're also bringing in their negative qualities as well. Yin and yang, light and dark, we all have qualities and habits that we are working to transform. So no one is perfect, and you will never find any group of perfect people, Plus, that would be boring. (laughs) However, I'm compelled to recall one of my best friends in my early high school years. I was a very depressed, high anxiety, and low self-esteem kid who was considering prescription uh, medication to treat these ailments. It also happened during this time that one of my best friends, whom I spent a lot of time with, also had deep-rooted insecurities. But while my insecurities manifested themselves inwardly or through poetry, my friend would often project his own insecurities onto me in harsh criticisms and cruel behavior. It wasn't until, after almost two years of insidious verbal abuse, that I finally stood up for myself and stopped being friends with him. Not so surprisingly, a short time after we stopped being friends, I felt my happiness and my self-esteem rise. It rose even more when I found a group of true friends who were supportive and awesome that I'm still close with to this day. You may have heard the phrase in some form or another, life is too short not to like the people you work with. Why does this phrase have wisdom? A lot of people might say that if the job pays well, then just suck it up for a while until you can save enough money to do what you want to do with the people uh, you want to do it with for longer. But think about it. If the people you work and interact with almost daily and whose energies carry with you into the weekend, they undoubtedly affect your very own personality, health, both mental and physical, and energetic states. If the people you work with are not the kinds of people you would want to be around with uh, or that will help you grow positively, you are ultimately not growing positively either and perhaps even the opposite. It's possible that by the time you get out of that work environment, your very essence has been so profoundly changed, you aren't who you want to be and it could take a lifetime to resolve the damage done. I think it's much more common nowadays to exaggerate symptoms from simple causes into an overly complicated complex of syndromes. You probably aren't a low energy and unmotivated person. You just don't get enough sleep. Sometimes you don't have a terrible illness. You're just not eating healthy. You probably aren't feeling like you hate your partner. You're just really hungry and taking it out on them. Likewise, before you decide you're depressed, just make sure you just aren't surrounded by assholes who make you feel bad about your beautiful self and life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Another wonderful Ponzi blog. He's really, really good. Yeah, he's a great writer. Uh,
0: Thank you for that one, Chris. Well done. Well said. It works in so nicely with talking about, you know, this whole uh, placebo thing that you just talked about, Dan, and uh, how we're, you know, what. You know, I think it's a great point. It's a great uh, continuation of that conversation. We're so quick to say that something's wrong. I know we all know that person who's like, you know, constantly talking about being sick and loves being sick. And what happens? They're always sick. Mm -hmm. So same thing with this. It's like, you know, you are we're all such sensitive beings affected by everything and everyone around us. It's like be very aware of who you're surrounding yourself with. And don't be scared to remove yourself from the situation. You know, a lot of times people stay stuck because of fear. Yes, absolutely. So uh, let's see here. Well, that was the ponder this of the day. Uh, A couple more things I'd like to talk about before we um, move on with our lives and days and allow you to do the same. Uh, I did get a question today and it actually came in um, from Mary and it said, do you think sometimes always uh, synchronicities are just your imagination connecting the dots? And I think that's a really, really great question. Mm -hmm. It is. As you know, on the interviews, my weekly interviews, you listen to the podcast regularly. I always ask for stories of synchronicity or serendipity or a positive paranormal uh, story because I love that sort of thing. And, um, yeah, I, I could definitely see why someone would think that a synchronicity is sometimes a stretch, but there's also instances where they're so uh, multi layered and profound that you just can't deny the, you know. Uh, you just can't deny it. And there's other times where I think, you know, because everything's connected and we're all affected by energy around us, both future and past energy. I think sometimes it's just a, it's just a signal of, you you know, the connection uh, between things. A great example. uh, I just did an interview uh, that'll come out in a week or so. And it was, you know, uh, the guy who does the one you feed podcast. Well, few hours before I do the interview, the evening before I do the interview the next next day, um, my partner, Anna, says, hey, let's watch a movie. She puts on this movie Tomorrowland. What is the movie about? The one you feed is this the parable. And you if you don't know what the parable is, uh, we talk about it in that podcast. It's kind of a famous parable. And their whole podcast is based around that parable. Right. Mm-hmm. Or it's like the theme. Well, what was the theme of this movie? The one you feed at the beginning and then the whole movie throughout, they reference back to it. So what right. is that? It's just a great synchronicity of here's some energy that's coming into my world. It's going to be a part of my next 24 hours. Here's that same energy, you know, kind of uh, rearing its head uh, in this, this. And does it always mean some great magical, you know, thing? No, but sometimes it's just a indicator of, of you know, energetic tie-ins it's just hey here's something that that you're resonating with right now and so it's (laughs) and i think they're always a good indicator that you're on the right track too that's what i've seen as a common um common theme with synchronicities is you know they they're usually uh representative of something very positive Ultimately, so I've never gotten synchronicities too much that then lead to something really bad, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, that (laughs) was
1: really cool how you just told the story of synchronicity with Tomorrowland. I had my own that I narrated briefly last week, but it was just concerning that one song, the uh, French national anthem, La Marseillaise. It's featured in the movie. And the thing is, uh, yeah, we've talked about synchronicities and our understanding what movie was that essentially in? what you just explained. Uh, it was Tomorrowland. It oh seems it was, like, oh yes. right,
0: right, right. That's right. I but, forgot
1: I forgot that part. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. No. What, what you just said though is cool because um that also stood out to me, the fact that they when they started talking about the whole there's two wolves. Uh, two wolves that are perpetually fighting. Of course, I've heard that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what you would call it, that proverb or, or whatnot. That parable? Right. So as soon as they sort of made any mention to that, I immediately in my head go, oh, okay, yeah, of course, we are going to talk about the two wolves. But the whole movie, uh, like you said, it's it's really all about that and it does a really good job of sort of taking that concept and fleshing it out, expanding upon it, et cetera. But my synchronicity with that uh, song, I suppose, was so to me really strong and blatant but also rather nonsensical in itself i mean i don't think that there's really any more profound significance to the song itself well, other than it being here's the so interesting thing I, I just talked about synchronicities
0: can be multi-layered i had completely right. forgotten that you had shared the same synchronicity about the song uh last week but I, the fact that it was on the same movie, when we watched Tomorrowland, my memory's not that long, we watched Tomorrowland that night, I had forgotten, I really hadn't thought many more about your synchronicity story. I think we recorded it, that was last Tuesday, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Something, Something like so, that, Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you can go back to what what episode is that? If you Can you look up what number it is? Uh, I want to say it was 23. So, if you go back to episode 23, you'll hear Dan talk about his synchronicity with this song. Now, here we are. I'm telling a synchronicity about uh, the one you feed. And he said, oh, yeah, that's from the same movie where I had my synchronicity that I reported on last week. So, now you've got multi-layered. So, you said, oh, there's never no real meaning to it. Like, you're just saying, well, actually, Dan, if you start weaving it together look at how now we have a multi-layered synchronicity all tied to the same movie that is unfolded over a week's period of time that is just you know it's it's just fascinating to watch and connect the dots and like mm-hmm. i said it's not always some deep profound thing but it can be i mean there are instances where it's pointing you know i've had synchronicities and i talk about some of them you know, an earlier podcast. And, you know, of course, some of my guests, some some are much more fascinating than others. You hear some of these stories, you know, from interviewees that are just like, holy moly, like this is incredible. So it's just like everything else. though. Uh, you know, if you're open to it, you allow it in. If you're not and you're in my case, I'm so excited about it and geek out about it all the time. So it's like that energy, that positive excitement attracts more of it into my world and if someone's open not open-minded of course it's just like turning that switch off it doesn't even allow it in mm-hmm. so i encourage you know like i always say attending when i meet and i'll say it on the show here don't believe me just be open-minded enough to the idea ask the universe hey i want to see one of these cool synchronicities i've never had one universe god source higher self me whatever you want to call it Give me one of these experiences, and be open to the idea that you can have one. And uh, uh, I guarantee you, there will be people out there. If you do that, you'll get uh, you'll get some experiences that are you know. It just makes adds a bit of magic into your world and and it also can lead you to where you're supposed to go next and that's one of the things that i found uh, you know a lot of times with them there it's like kind of a wink from the universe up follow this path yep this is a good one yep this is a good one and it kind of it becomes more and more of uh, being guided from something beyond you know your your own mind and logic and you know the more uh, regularly available signs that people follow in life.
1: Mm-hmm. That is my preferred way to see synchronicities. Virtually exactly what you just said. I don't necessarily read uh, deeper meaning into every single one of them, but I do definitely try to acknowledge every single one of them as a wink from the universe. Even right. if there's no, you know, rather profound message there, it right. just that wink in itself is profound enough, I feel. right.
0: Right. Well, guys, that's uh, we're running out of time here for today's podcast. Uh, please uh, check us out. You know, if you take a moment to give us a rating on iTunes, it literally is like a seven second. Uh, you just go under the ratings and review section, click on the stars. If you want to write a review too, even better. But if if anything, just uh, just click on the stars. You know, it helps a lot as far as getting rankings on iTunes, which then gives us more exposure to more people. So if you're enjoying, you know, what we're putting our heart and soul in you know, intention in with this podcast, um, give us 7.2 seconds of your time. That would be awesome. Um, otherwise guys, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and remember as long as you ain't dead, you're already positive ahead. Be well, everyone.